Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TFA fam, welcome into the week three rankings videos. Tonight we're going to head on our top 36 wide receivers. Talk about some of the guys outside of that. If you uh, if you saw the running back video yet, it was a little bit gross. Weren't a lot of guys that we were really super excited about. It is the opposite for a receiver. There were so many guys we kept going back and forth on asking, who do you have here? How you where's he? Where's he? So wide receiver, a lot more exciting this week. Let's just dive right into it because, like I said, we have thirty six names that we want to go over so kicking off robbie first with you your top 12 wide receiver rankings for week three are as follows deandre hopkins at one keenan allen at two Devonte adams tyreek hill justin jefferson stefan diggs dk metcalf calvin ridley tyler lockett at nine a rob aj brown and then cd lamb at 12. for myself a lot of similar names here just on slightly different order D-Hop for one for me as well. Devontae Adams at two, Diggs at three, Tyreek Hill at four, Keenan at five. I have CeeDee Lamb all the way up at six. DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, AJ Brown, and then I have Cooper Cup at 12. So I really don't think there's a lot we have to, you know, really dive into here with the, with the top 12 guys. If you have any of these guys, you're plugging them in every week but for for you Robbie for the top 12 are there any guys that you specifically wanted to hit on whenever I reference a, a tweet I feel like I need to do a much better job of remembering who tweeted it and give the credit to to the person but yeah somebody in the ether tweeted this is not me um that basically uh, DK Metcalf has had the exact same target share as Cooper Cup he just hasn't been getting the same uh, yardage obviously down the field Tyler Lockett has just been dominating that and yeah. the touchdowns but we know DK Metcalf is a touchdown guy. He absolutely will. If they don't score from 60 yards out with Freddie Swain or 48 yards out with Tyler Lockett, eventually they're going to get into the red zone. And what happens in the red zone is if they don't run it to Chris Carson, they're going to throw it to DK Metcalf. And I think he has not been this top five, top eight guy yet, but I do think that changes. Minnesota has been just horrendous so far. They have been giving up yeah. uh, points through the air, points on the ground, points 
Oprah style. Who wants points? I'm giving you points. And I think that will come. This will be a DK Metcalf game. But I still like Tyler Lockett as well. Both are top 12 plays for me. Um, so that's one guy I wanted to hit on. Um, and then, yeah, CD, I have him at 12. You have him at six. And I'm guessing, like, we're, we're thinking maybe Amari Cooper is at least limited, if not all the way out. If he is out, I might bump him up a couple spots. But right now, it's still kind of questionable. And, and I think the biggest thing where I, I might not get to where you're at is I do think Darius Slay maybe moves and follows Lamb a little bit more because if now Cooper's out, we know Gallup's out, it's going to be Cedric Wilson. Um, it might be Simi Fajoko or Noah Brown as that other wide receiver. So, who is Dak going to most likely look to outside of the tight ends and running backs? It's probably going to be CD Lamb. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they move uh, Darius Slay around with CD Lamb, which doesn't doesn't shut him down by any means, but probably just limits maybe that top five upside that that I would give him in a different week without Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's precisely why I have him at at six because we, we've seen this uh, this movie before. Robbie, with you being the the Cowboys fan, I, I'm sure you can remember back to, to two years ago where Cooper was banged up a bunch, kind of in and out. It was the year that Gallup kind of started to show like, hey, he's actually a legit wide receiver. But they were willing to throw Cooper out there just kind of as a decoy, right? He just the, to to be there to take the you know take some of the pressure off the, the rest of the offense. And I think that we, we have seen this offense and the offensive coordinator be created enough to where they might be able to get him away from Darius Slade, get him into the slot. Now, you're obviously your two outside wide receivers aren't going to inspire a lot of confidence, but, you know, being able to move CeeDee Lamb around, you know, be able to hit him short, intermediate, long, you know, he, he can do all that. So even if he is shadowed by Slay, he could be looking at, 12, 13, 14 targets, you know what I mean, in this game if Cooper is out. So I, I feel confident throwing him up there. For me, some of the guys to just to touch on quickly here, obviously your boy, Keenan Allen, but going up against Kansas City should be a, a shootout, should see a ton of points. Kansas City's defense has really struggled. Obviously, we know what Mahomes on the other side can do. So really like Keenan Allen again this week. It feels stubborn at this point, to not have Tyler Lockett ahead of DK Metcalf. Again, only two weeks in. But, like, are, are we putting too much emphasis on last year, right, with how DK Metcalf just dominated through the first half of the year, Tyler Lockett just fell off a cliff. I have nothing to, like, really go off of other than, like, it, like in my gut – I just feel like this is going to be like the DK Metcalf game that we've been waiting for. And same thing with Calvin Ridley. Obviously, last week, you know, got the touchdown, was a, was a top, what, 16 wide receiver, I think, in PPR. Now going up against the, the Giants, we saw what McLaurin was able to do to that secondary last week. So, you know, Calvin Ridley, I think, is on, on that same echelon in terms of, you know, just overall talent, route running, explosiveness, that sort of thing. So... I think Ridley, we finally see the the game that a lot of us were expecting whenever we ranked him as a top three, four, five wide receiver. And the last guy I'll just touch on real quick, Cooper Cup, been absolutely crushing it through the first two weeks. I think that continues even in a tough matchup against Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, he's going to be operating out of the slot. He is obviously the apple of Matt Stafford's eye. So I think he continues that. And then A.J. Brown, I, I want to have him a little bit higher but I feel like this could just be a Derrick Henry onslaught game, especially if uh, Carson Wentz 
does not play. And it, I feel like if you have injuries to both ankles, you probably shouldn't play. So I like I, I think the AJ Brown bounce back game is coming. I just don't I don't I don't feel one hundred percent confident that's gonna be in week three. Let's go ahead and dive into the wide receiver twos here for the week. You have it as follows kicking things off. You have Cooper Cup at thirteen, who we just talked about. DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Sterling Shepard, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, and then Debo Samuel finishing out at 24. For myself, I have McLaurin at 13, A-Rob, Godwin, Thielen, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper down at 19, Mike Williams up at 20, Debo 21, Julio Bobby Trees at 23, and T. Higgins at 24. So we definitely have some different names here. Talk to me about some of these guys that you have in your wide receiver, too. Yeah, I think the two big names that, that people will notice is Sterling Shepard on my side and Mike Williams on your side. And these are two guys that have absolutely exceeded our expectations so far. I'll let you talk about Mike Williams, but for Sterling Shepard, man, he's absolutely a different player this year than what we've seen in the past. His yards per target in the last three games, so this is the two for this year and his last game in 2020, is like an extremely healthy 11 yards per target. And just for like a reference, his career average is 7.4 yards per target. If we go back to 2020, the only wider series with a better than 11 yards per target average is Julio Jones, Justin Jefferson, Will Fuller, and then Rashard Higgins. So like, sure, Rashard Higgins one name, but the rest of those guys are down the field type of guys, really elite wider series. He's been playing lights out. He's separating. And then on the flip side, Daniel Jones, who we talked about in the quarterback video. I have him as a top 12 quarterback this week. He's been playing a lot better, a lot more accurate than we've seen uh, him be in the past, throwing the ball down the field with accuracy. So he he cracks my top 20 uh, just because it's, it's hard to, to doubt that after two weeks and just – I get it, it's two weeks. I'm trying not to overreact, but I've just seen it. And then we have the Falcons secondary and you noted in the quarterbacks video as well that um, their top corner could be out as well. So I think we're just looking at a fantastic matchup for Shepard, who has been the, the as you say, the apple uh, of the quarterback's eye there. So, yeah, really like him. And then just some of these other names. A lot of these guys can be interchanged because they're, they're, yeah. they're touchdown guys, right? Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, um, Terry McLaurin. Um, Amari Cooper, we have to see where he's going to fall in, on the injury report. How does he practice throughout the week? Um, I'm not sure if he'll play, but um, we'll, we'll get more information on that as the week goes on. But then T. Higgins down there at 22. The only reason he's now a little bit higher is because they have the three mouths to feed and the Bengals have not been throwing as much as we expected. Um, the Pittsburgh matchup, uh, name, name, name only, should be pretty tough. You've noted some of their injuries um, that they do have to the defense, so we can see about that. But then uh, Brandon Cooks and Debo Samuel both have been on fire, really hard to keep them out of your top 24 at this point. So they round out my top 24. Yeah, I, I actually have Shepard just outside. He's been playing really well. Uh, just Mike Williams, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw this out really quickly. I had him, I think of like 15 or 16 last week. And it was kind of like, hey, that yeah, hey, that's a little spicy. It's kind of crazy. And apparently I wasn't high enough on him. He, he finished above that. I think he was a wide receiver one. Last week, but through the first two weeks, you look at someone who has 22 targets, 15 catches, 173 yards, and a touchdown in each of those weeks. So, who who knew that all you needed was a second year quarterback and double digit targets, and now all of a sudden you're a really good fantasy asset? Who who would have thought? And you know, obviously being able to stay healthy 
uh, as, as well for Mike Williams. But, you know, like we talked about with Keenan Allen, this matchup with KC, KC's defense really struggling, can't really seem to, to stop much of anything, whether you want to do it through the air or on the ground. So, you know, uh, I'm not sure what the, the total is for this game, but I got to imagine it's one of the highest over-unders on the week. So I can't imagine the, the spread is, is uh, all that wide either. So really looking forward to, to that matchup. DJ Moore, having him at 17, like he was someone who, you know, you were talking about wanting to interchange a lot of these names. I feel like I, I could have him a little bit higher but this also just feels like, you know, just one of those like gross Thursday night games where like the the, the Panthers like barely squeak out a win, even though it's Davis Mills and, and, and the Texans. Like it just feels like that could be like one of those just like gross games. Again, like nothing, you know, nothing concrete to act on. No, you know, stats that are researched with that one. Just kind of like a normal Thursday night game, except for the, you know, we've had two fantastic Thursday night games, but you're describing normal Thursday night games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. And then outside of that, I thought we were going to see Ayuk be a little bit more involved this week. Uh, he was not. So as of right now, as we sit through, you know, two weeks, seems like it's th- this passing offense is going to run through Debo. Like, I don't know what in the hell they're doing with George Kittle. It makes no sense to me. But it looks like Debo is going to be the the guy as long as he's healthy. It is going to be interesting to see how much they can keep him away from Jair, if they can get him matched up on Kevin King. We probably need to have Debo in the in the top 12 again, right? Because we saw Kevin King just get, you know, torched play after play, even going all the way back to last year. And he's just been continuing continuing with that this year. Robert Woods is someone who I would also like to have higher. It was nice to see him get a little bit more involved this last week. You know, after only seeing four targets week one, did see nine, went five, four, 64 uh, in, in week two. So it was nice to see him get more involved. And again, matchup with Tampa Bay, should see a decent pace, a decent amount of points scored. So that's kind of where I'm sitting with, with those guys. Anybody else in the wide receiver twos that you want to touch on? No, let's move to the wide receiver threes. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
Your wide receiver threes, you have Julio 25, followed by Devonta Smith, Mike Williams, Antonio Brown, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, Marvin Jones, Marquise Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I have Sutton at 25, Shepard at 26, Deontay Johnson down to 27, A.B., Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Brandon Cooks, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Brown, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Boyd, and then Marvin Jones. Now, th this was a, a range for me where, like, I honestly feel like I could take all those names, throw them in a hat, and then just, like, do my order that way. Like, like a lot of these guys, I, like, I want to move up, but then I'm like, ah, well, what about this? What about that? So did, did you feel the same way with your wide receiver threes, and who are some of the guys that you're looking forward to in week three? If we get a lot of questions tomorrow and, and Sunday about why we have some of these wide receivers that we're not picking over the wide receiver twos, it honestly comes down to their their target share and their volume, right? Like all of these guys have had a, a game with good target share, and then they've had a game where you've seen them be a, a lower end, you know, wide receiver three or even beyond that, right? You hit on Robert Woods already. Um, Mike Evans, we've seen one game fantastic, one game lower. Kenny Galladay still hasn't broken out, but I like his matchup. I have Daniel Jones as a top 12 guy, so I have him up here, but there's volume concerns. Chase Claypool, nine targets last game, only caught three of them. Him and Ben just can't connect, um, so volume concerns there. AD, same thing. I'm really the only guy, and, and you talked about it, how we were too low on him, and even you who had him really high. Mike Williams might be the only guy in this range that does not have volume concerns right now. Um, Devonta Smith, even though his target share was at 30% in week two, um, they just don't throw the football as much as some of these other teams. Jamar Chase, another name, Marquise Brown. So this is what I would classify as maybe outside of Mike Williams for me, the volume is questionable in a week to week. They can have wide receiver one weeks and that's why you want to push them up. They can also have, you know, four or five targets and be duds for you. So that's without going into anybody in specific, that's kind of why, um, I have these guys here. There's definitely names to be excited about, too. Like Marvin Jones has been a really pleasant surprise here uh, through the first couple of weeks. And, you know, depending on what happens with LaVisca Chenault, I was a little hesitant on DJ Chark last week after seeing 12 targets, but I didn't see it going the way that it did with him following up his 12-target performance week one with four targets in week two. And that was with LaVisca leaving the game in the second half, I believe at some point, but Marvin Jones has just been that steady guy for this offense. Nine targets week one, 11 targets week two. Uh, a touchdown in both weeks, went five for 77 week one, six for 55 week two. So he's someone who I, I feel like I could like possibly bump up in this matchup with Arizona. You know, obviously Arizona is going to force uh, Jacksonville to be in a, uh, a pass heavy game script early on. So I, I, want to put him up a little bit higher. There's just guys that I can't like Kenny Galladay at 34. Like I, I, I want to see that connect before I move him up. It was really close to happening this past, uh, this past yep. game did have, I think eight targets last week, only caught three of them. So this could be one of those ones where we look back next week. And it's like, Oh yeah, uh, you were way too low on him. But like I said, I, I just want to see it happen first. And then, like, even looking at this now, like, I, I want to go back and, like, rewind five minutes ago and put Devonta Smith a little bit higher because he is the the clear number one target in that offense. And, and this matchup, again, going up against Dallas, should see uh, Philly be forced to, uh, to pass a little bit more than, you know, what they might want to do 
and a perfect game script for them. So is there anybody in your wide receiver threes you didn't get to touch on yet that you want to touch on? And if you don't, uh, just some guys after that who you are excited about in week three. Yeah, I think really quickly just kind of hitting back on Kenny Galladay because I kind of brushed over it, right? Um, he, he's a guy that really could have had a better game uh, against the football team on Thursday night football. He had a pass interference called uh, on him when he was probably going to catch a touchdown from Daniel Jones. He dropped two passes, which um, I don't think is going to stay the rest of the season. So even though it wasn't the best stat line, three for 38, the target share was there. I do think Daniel Jones is playing better. The matchup is good. And I just think this is going to be the squeaky wheel game. Like we saw Kenny Galladay a little bit frustrated on the sideline. I feel like whenever they've shown that on TV, what happens the very next week, that guy just gets peppered with targets. So this really right. just feels like a Kenny Galladay. If I had more, like, just if I, I don't know, if I could push him up higher, but we, I'm kind of with you where I want to see it first. I do have him as a top 32 ish wide receiver. So I'm really like that. Marquise Brown, I guess, would be the other name that I just want to throw out there. I haven't been high enough on him. He's had a bigger role than I thought, and it's kind of come to the detriment of Mark Andrews. I do think Mark yeah. Andrews has a really good game this week, but I don't know if that takes away from Marquise Brown. I think it might take away from Sammy Watkins a little bit. He's just been really fantastic, catching six passes for 113 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, he's getting the volume, even though they don't pass a ton. They threw the ball 30 times last week. I, I, I don't know if they get quite to that number against the Lions, but his ability to beat this Lions secondary and score a deep touchdown should be very high. So very excited uh, about Marquise Brown. Um, other than that, I think some names to watch. I'm starting them situationally, if that makes sense. If, if the situation makes is right and you don't have the other flex options, Rondell Moore, you know, he caught seven of eight targets. He had 114 yards and a score. We have to note that he had a 77-yard touchdown where that was blown coverage, so you're not going to get that every week. But a 22% target share in a team that's going to throw just a lot based on their offense, they're going to run a lot of plays. You should see him and Kirk kind of battle back and forth for who's going to get more targets, and they both should see, what, five to seven targets, eight targets this week. So um, he should have a decent target share with his ability after the catch um, to make some moves. Uh, make some things happen. So um, the other guy would be Quintez Cephas, who with Tyrell Williams being out, he's kind of stepped into that wide receiver one role. I know that you've been a big Amon Ra St. Brown guy, and, and he can be good as well, but I think it might take a little bit of time. Right now, Quintez Cephas uh, is doing well. He had seven targets, four for 63 and a touchdown last week. So he's a guy that, that you should keep on your radar. I don't know if I'm starting him. It's kind of in a situation where the Lions are going to have to throw to keep up. Can he do it again? Maybe. Uh, but those are some guys that, that I think are flex-worthy in a pinch. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, brought up Rondell Moore because I was going to talk about him if you didn't. And uh, the only other thing that I'll throw in here quickly is he had eight targets while only playing 46% of the of the snaps, which is just kind of crazy to think about that like we haven't even seen him in like a, a full complement of snaps yet. So obviously that's not going to, you know, double if he goes up you know he's not going to be seeing 16 targets if he plays 90 percent of the snaps but I, I think that might be something where as we see his involvement grow we can kind of count on these you know six seven eight target kind of games and not just be these uh these one-offs and I, I'm glad to see that he has played as well as he has through the first two weeks after just being shit on for for no reason let's be honest because he was five seven instead of five nine like that like 
uh, I'm glad that he is he's balling out the, the way that he is. Outside of that, uh, you know, Robbie Anderson, somebody that we talked about pre-show, we both have him outside the top 36. But, the, you know, if this is the game where he does end up having a 2020 Robbie Anderson week, we're not going to be surprised. I, I think in this matchup, you can play him if, if, if you need him in, the, in a flex spot. Or if you're looking at your opponent and you feel like you kind of need that boom bust, it's not something I would typically look out and want to do on a Thursday night game. But he obviously does uh, offer that boom potential, but obviously also has a, a pretty low floor as well. Another guy who you shouldn't be chasing his points is Michael Pittman. It was good to see the week that he had 12 targets, went 8 for 123. But as I mentioned with uh, with the Carson Wentz deal, uh, that that's just something where I'm not plugging him in. If you if you absolutely had to, the matchup against Tennessee doesn't bother me. And if you were following along with our training camp tweets at ff underscore authority, you notice whenever Wentz went out, whenever he had his first ankle injury, that they were throwing in obviously these backups, and it seemed like Pittman was always a mainstay. He was always one of the you know one of the names who was coming in saying, oh you know he still has his rapport, whether it was Ellinger or Eason. So I I wouldn't be going out of my way to play him, you know, just based off what he did last week. But the matchup against Tennessee, it isn't you know something I would necessarily avoid. But if you have to play Pittman for whatever this for whatever reason this week, I think you can do so and not feel awful about it even if it is Eason behind center that is going to wrap things up for the week three wide receiver rankings any start sick questions you have any waiver questions anything like that drop them in the video below or you can join the discord that link is below as well absolutely free no strings attached anything like that so you can jump in there and i'll ask all your questions you're going to have a bunch of people chiming in the uh, the discord has been popping off over the past couple of weeks it's been really fun to watch that grow so please hit us with a subscribe if you're not subscribed yet give us a like and we will see all of you on the next one When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.